Irish Way Media Podcast. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in the show do not necessarily reflect those of Shui Media or any subsidiaries. The program may contain strong language not suitable for young audiences. Series discussions will contain spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy the show! Okay, hey guys. It has been like 84 years. Hello uh, <laughs> and welcome to Dubterfuge. I haven't said that since... When did we last record? Like April? Um, That was me. That was me and Kyle. Yeah, I haven't recorded since October. <laughs> or November. Damn. Or whatever we did the holiday special. So, uh, that would have been like November, <laughs> December. Yeah. Okay, so uh, to fill everyone in... <laughs> Um, oh, sorry. Hi, I'm Luna, and I'm still alive, I promise. Oh, yeah, and I'm Matt, and same. I'm not dead, surprisingly. Um, yeah, I have been... Ex- I, I, I went back to school, so that consumed my life for, like, the past four months. Um, I, start, I started a new job uh, at the end of April, so that was a thing for a while. Yeah, like it. It was, it it was it was worth it because I got excellent grades. But now that I have a little bit of time, we can finally get back to, back to the show. And I caught up on so much. <laughs> um, I like barely followed anything for the winter season. Um, I tried to keep up a little bit with the spring. So now that I had like a little bit of time. Um, I just binged watch a crap ton of shows. Um, let's see. I watched, um, well, obviously, uh, either way I was going to follow Fruits Basket because have to. Yes, it's, I don't care what, I don't care what kind of anime fan you are, follow Basket. Um, no, like it's, it's what's so timeless about that, like, First of all, that show is just a, a classic. It's an instant classic. Um, and you have fans from, like, all walks of life, even, like, way back in the early 2000s. Like, I remember being at conventions and seeing, like, this like these big, burly, like, dudes being like, oh, yeah, I love Fruits Basket. <laughs> so, like, it's just everyone can find something to like about it, I think. I remember I watched it for the first time, um... It was either in, I might have watched part of it as, as a, at an anime, as part of my anime club in high school, but the first time mm-hmm. I actually remember watching it in its entirety was in college, and it was just like the heartwarming, wholesome thing my lonely ass needed. Um, I remember uh, way back in high school, um, 15 years ago, um... Uh, this girl had had the original manga um, and she was like, oh, this is a this is a manga about people that turn into animals. And I was like, wait, what? Really? And she was like, yeah, it's called Fruits Basket. And I was like, huh. And so way back in the day, 
uh, when borders still existed. Um, they had a pretty extensive manga selection. So I went in and I bought like, like the first couple volumes of Fruits Basket. And I think the first couple volumes of like Chobit and like Paradise Kiss. And um, I just read the crap out of them. And then I was like hooked. I just want to set, set, uh, remind people that this was at the same time that you're talking about, this was a time when Animorphs was still a thing. So there could easily have been a lot of confusion and cross signals about what she meant by teenagers who can transform into animals. <laughs> well, considering um, Animorphs was like a book and not like a, you know, illustration, like it wasn't like a manga. True. I'm, I'm just saying I've I'm, I can easily see the where the confusion could begin there. Now, that could be the ultimate crossover. Oh, yeah, I would love to see that. You mean you can only transform when you're touched? Cool story, bro. <laughs> um, let's see. Zodiacs. Okay, yeah, so um, I am the year. What's your Zodiac? I'm the year of the rabbit, which is the luckiest year. Because rabbits are lucky. So, of course, Mommy G is my Zodiac twin. Aw, so I'm, I'm the year of the monkey. I forget what character that is, or if we see him. Um, we, I don't think we've introduced, gotten introduced to them yet, but I think we will. Was the, I forget, was the monkey in the original anime? <sighs> I want to say it was, but I cannot confidently remember. I don't remember. Um, I, I actually bought the first three volumes of the, of the new edition of the manga, and they're sitting on How my shelf. That? They're like right across from me. Um, it's really good so far. Um, nice. Yeah, they did. They did an amazing job um, retranslating it and everything. Um, and like, just the books are a little bit bigger uh, than you'd expect um, from like a normal size like manga. Um, they they have like a just, good. They have like a good like weight to them. You mean like they're thicker, like more pages or like slightly yeah. larger dimensions? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. Um, and yeah, they have all, all, all new artwork that I think is like all original too. Um, I, I got them in a bundle on Amazon. Um, not terribly expensive either. Nice. I haven't bought any new manga in a in a while. I've the last two illustrated things I bought were some uh, Avatar Avatar and Korra comics. I had a subscript. Well, actually, I just resubscribed to the Shonen Jump app, which if y'all want to do that, it's literally like a dollar, um, and it's awesome. And there's so much shit to read on there. I highly recommend. Um, and I used to have a Viz account. Um, but I don't remember what my password is, so I haven't used it in a while, but someday I'll, 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 I'll sort it. (laughs) I honestly can't remember if I ever had a Viz account to begin with. I want to say I did, but couldn't tell you for the life of me for certain. Uh, why don't you start with what you're watching? Okay. Um, we all, well, I'll start with what I'm watching the dubs of. Uh, we already mentioned Fruits Basket. Oh yeah. And also they they brought back they brought the band back together for the for for the English dub which yeah that was most pretty of the, amazing 
most of the original cast, like the only ones they had to replace are, are people who either moved away or aged out of the role. Like Aaron Dismuke's character, Aaron was Momiji and now Michaela Kranz no. is Momiji. No, no, no. Not Who's not even it? close. <laughs> no, Aaron. Okay, correct me. Aaron is. Um, oh, it was Kimberly Grant. You're right. It wasn't Aaron. And yeah. Aaron was young. Aaron was young Akito, and and he's also a hero. Hiro Sama, that's his name. Yeah, he's the one that's like, he's very. Um, he he kind of like trolls Toru a little bit. Like he asks her a bunch of like, really like. Um, uh, like the embarrassing con- questions like like ooh not, which one do you not, like that no, kind of one isn't it or no he's just he's really condescending a lot of that family is yeah it's it's not like he he like trolls her by just being really condescending like he asks her a bunch of like why questions but not in like a curious way in like a like how much can i annoy you kind of way okay yeah it's been a not even not not even a minute. It's been a long time since I've last seen the original series. I did not like most. I did not binge it before this came on. I was busy changing jobs. Okay, um, I, I right. found him. Right, uh, fruits basket, like we mentioned. Uh, then uh, the one of the sort of sleeper hits, I think, of this season uh, the, is. Kono Otomare, Sounds of Life. I just call it Koto Club because I can never remember the entire... uh, I can't remember all of the title for it, so... I just call it Sounds of Life, but it's a club... It's a school club music thing about this Koto Club, which is a very... It's a wooden, very flat, very long string instruments... Imagine like a bass, like a bass, but flat and on this and laying down. I would describe it as, um, well, in, in Japanese culture, they compare it to a dragon's body. Yes. Um, and it's kind of like a long kind of curved wooden, wooden, um, it almost kind of looks like a fretboard. Um, a little bit. Yeah. Like a really, it's very long, like an iron. Like, if you flip it over, it looks like an ironing board. Yeah, and then it has, like, these little, like, pegs on it, and then you wear these little finger picks um, in order to play it. On your thumb, middle, and index fingers, yeah. and then... Um, I can it's... play a little sample I have of one. You came prepared. I did not even think to do that. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. something like that were you actually like plucking that like was yeah. that like a digital instrument yeah wow <laughs> did not realize technology that that was an is app fun there's an app for that folks uh, technology is fun yeah i just full disclosure 
I am a sucker for the sounds em that emanate from Japanese string instruments. Koto, shamisen, just about anything is just glory to my ears, and I love it. And there's also and also the the relationships between the characters are just intricate and complicated, and you just want to love and protect all of them. And it's just really nice. It's a good it's a good yeah. show. It's not getting too too much attention, but it's Really nice. Um, I watched show. Uh, the. Let's see. I watched like the most current episodes of the dub. I think it's like episode seven. Um, seven. Yeah, I just I just watched it like today or yesterday. Anyway, we'll we'll have lengthier discussions in a second. Uh, the other another one I'm watching one of my one of my favorites um, this season is Wise Man's Grandchild. The isekai du saison if you will um it's it's an op it's a it's an it's an opmc isekai uh, the kid is the main character is stupid powerful but the sort but what they add to it is he doesn't realize just how stupid powerful he is because he never really had kids his own age around until he started going to high school so then it's just so then, like, he sees kids, like, casting fire spells and these little embers shoot out of their hands. Then he's like, okay, uh -huh. my turn. And just a freaking inferno death to the death to the empire fireball just shoots out of his hand, like, as, as easy as, like, tossing a coin into a fountain. It And then everyone's just thinking he's amazing and he's just like, I, I am it's endearing and then also and then of course there's he gets a bunch of friends who are also strong but not as op and there's there's romance and friendship and just funny stuff it's i'm hesitating to call it an iashike since there's noticeable like conflict and drama but at the same time it is very chill despite that like it's not He's the the fact that the main character is like so strong isn't doesn't isn't a deal breaker like it was for like it was for other isekai like like Death March like the death the OP part of the character in Death March was just sort of like fine whatever just move on but this part it's in this show it's sort of useful in a way it's hard to explain um it's it's a good thing ultimately. And the and the dubcast is just just phenomenal. Um, Clifford Chapin's directing it. Aaron Dismuke's doing the scripts, and then there's um, and then uh, Damon Mills, Caitlin Barr, Brandon McKinnis, and Lindsay Sadell are the four main leads, and then there's a bunch of other great supporting characters with awesome with awesome actors. What, what's the show you're watching? So obviously, Fruits Basket because duh. Um, luckily, um, Funimation, I think is doing like a true simul dub. Um, yeah, it's doing that for three shows. Um, or if I recall down correctly. to two, but it, it started with three. They're doing it with fruits basket, wise man, and, uh, another show called mix that we'll be getting to, but due to some production delay due to some production and I think leaking issues in, Japan that had to get uh, bumped back a week or two. Okay. 
so it's on a, on a more uh, expected simuldub schedule. Uh, thanks to Matt, I watched like the first seven episodes or so of Kodo Club. Um, I was not okay. I, I really hate the OP. <laughs> Um, I, I just don't like the song. I think I think the visuals are really nice. I just can't stand the song. I don't know why, but I can't. Um, I I agree. If if it's gonna be a show about a Koto, I expect some dang Koto in my OP or ED. And I mean, I was noticeably, I was extremely disappointed. I mean, it doesn't have to like dominate it, but just a little bit here and there would be nice. But that yeah, that's just, just me. Like, I don't think it has I'm to not... entirely be like that. Okay, so, like, case in, case in point, uh, for uh, Kids on the Slope, um, it's a show about jazz, and you'd think the OP it would be jazz, but it's not. However, it works. Um, True. Anyway. True. Um, but... ex- sort of like how you... It's sort of the opposite. Meiji Tokyo Renka is sort of the opposite. You wouldn't expect, like big band style music for something that's Meiji era, but it works. Um, actually you probably would <laughs> cause it's, it's around it's... that, that, that time period. True. Yeah. Um, though, I don't know if, yeah, I think that was after, after like the, Euro- the European influence. Yeah. Though I, because big bands were at the time though, weren't big bands a bit more of an, of a American thing and we hadn't quite gotten around to talking with Japan yet. So I, I guess like by, I guess by like communication, by like trade net, by like communication networks at the time, they could hear it secondhand, but still, I, I thought it was more, I thought it was mostly America that started big bands. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, I'd have to look that up. <laughs> yeah, me um, too. But anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, um, this was not a show this season. I think this is actually last season. Like, I think this is actually in the winter, but I watched all of My Roommate as a Cat. Yes. I, Let's talk about that briefly. I uh, ugly cried pretty much the entire time. Um, it's absolutely yeah, I... adorable. You will feel things. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it kind of made me want to just like hug my dog. <laughs> and I don't I don't have a cat because my parents are allergic uh, so what I did was, since everyone everyone on Twitter was talking about how they're going to watch the dub with their cat, and I just felt left out, so I went and bought a little stuffed Litten Pokemon plush, and that became my cat when I watched the show. <laughs> I'm sad, I know. No, it, it, it's fine. It, I mean, I don't have a cat. I, I, have, I have a dog. Um, well, um, my, my dad and stepmom have, have cats. Um, but I have a dog, um, who, uh, looks remarkably like the next door dog, Taro, which is, which is pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, I like that. Oh. I liked Anthony Bowling as that care in, in that role. Like it, he was just, just be a dog, Anthony. Okay. Sometimes she gives me pats. I liked those. <laughs> It's so accurate. Bless you, you pure, innocent creature. Okay, who did the voice of the giant ass, like, Maine Coon or whatever that was? 
or like the forest cat or I don't know what what a breed it was, but the um, the the, one that the girl owned. Yeah, that was Jared Green. (laughs) Uh, You would know him. He was in um, he was the main guy in Hina Matsuri. Uh, he's, he's also, um, in, uh, My Hero Academia and, um, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that was Jared Green. I, I learned that fairly quickly because, God, that is a sultry voice for a cat. I love that cat. That cat's awesome. I, I love all the cats. I just want to hug all of them. Um, I like that Austin Tyndall got a little tuxedo cat that looks a lot like Haru. Named it Haru. And surprisingly, it acts very much like Haru. Yeah, that was just too adorable. Like, irritatingly adorable. <laughs> so, so what are you watching from this season? Okay, so from this season, um, again, since... Spring kind of started while I was still kind of in the middle of school. Um, I couldn't really keep up with too much, but I tried to stay on top of at least two shows, which are Freeze Basket and possibly my favorite show of this season right now, which is Sadazanmai, which is the latest from the notorious Kunihiku Ikohara. Um, And if you don't know who that is, oh boy. <laughs> um, what other stuff has he done? He's he's had a pretty long career in in, in anime. Um, he's directed a um, couple up like he's he's directed episodes of Sailor Moon. Um, he's done some OVAs. He's primarily known for Revolutionary Girl Utena. Um, way, way back in the nineties, he did a Maruru Penguin Drum. Uh, oh, okay, Yurikuma yeah. Arashi, um, and then now, or um, yeah, and then now Sadazanmai, um, and each each, def- each of his shows um, are very like have have something to say, very much. Um, if you want like a very, if you want sorry, sorry, if you want like a more uh, extensive, um, like in depth. <laughs> analysis or what have you into his work um zaria um who is amazing uh she has a video on youtube um that's basically about pretty much all of ikohara's work and she goes like pretty in depth um i learned a lot from her video and it was actually because of her video um i ended up re-watching both penguin drum and yurikuma um, because she helped me understand both of those shows a lot better. Um, and now I have like a whole newfound appreciation for them. So shout out to Zaria. Please go check her out. She's on YouTube and on Twitter. She's super, super smart. Um, and she has she's probably one of my favorite YouTubers right now, honestly. I will say, um, watching it, you definitely pick up some um, Yuri Kuma and Penguin Drum vibes from it like there were things that like definitely sent like gave me flashbacks to yuri kuma and what i've seen of penguin drum yeah like he he definitely has what i want to say ikuhara has definitely has a style um that you can see i think pretty much through all of his work um he definitely likes certain motifs 
like using um, like silhouettes of 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 people um, with like spinning roses and so forth. Um, he yes, really you, likes to. You see that in Yurikuma. He likes to use these like dramatic sort of artistic um, transitions for like flashbacks. Um, if that makes any sense. So, for example, right now uh, in Satisanmai... Please talk about utterly uh, sexy. You'll see, like, bubbles in, like, in, like, in, like, water, and it'll say, like, flashback. Uh, like, the logo for the Otter Corporation um, can kind of look like the logos, like, the little, like, penguin logos from Penguin Drum. Um, and also just the designs for some of the otters... Um, in certain episodes, I think you you, you mentioned they kind of look like some of the bears from Yurikuma. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, just like there's a lot of like artistic similarities. But um, and again, uh, I think uh, uh, both Zaria and Lachlan on uh, the Sapphic Sanctuary are doing a I think like mostly like week to week. Um, analysis of of Sadazan my right now, so if you want to head to their YouTube, um, they'll talk way more in depth about it. But um, yeah, for now, I think you're only following the dub. I'm following both, so I've seen up to the current episode of the Japanese as well as the dub, which I think is episode four. Uh, personally, my favorite part of it is this uh, dubbed insert song that they have called Otterly Sexy. It is just so, a joy to listen to. In the Japanese, it's Otter Soya, um, which they the subtitles don't translate it fully. They just leave it as Soya. Um, and the, the, thing with, the thing with Ikuhara is he loves puns and he loves wordplay. And so pretty much the entire show is just riddled with puns and that that song is just one giant pun uh to explain it yeah. we'd, we'd be here all night <laughs> um but uh, go listen to it it's I think, glorious ian ian sinclair well, is one of the singers he, he is um, just wonderful well like clint clint Bickham is a genius when it comes to writing um and I think he's adapted the script really, really, really well. I'm not sure if he's also doing the music or if somebody else is, all, is he, adapting the music. Yeah, I think he's... I'm pretty sure he's doing... I'm pretty sure he wrote the song, but um, Don Bennett is the... Uh, uh, was is the music director, at least for Utterly Sexy. I don't know if she'll okay. be doing any other music directing further on, but she did. she directed Utterly Sexy. And she did a phenomenal job. I think for the for, for a simul dub, I'm surprised they're able to adapt some of the songs. Um, I did not know Alejandro Saab could sing. Yeah, you. I'm um, surprised too. He has he's a has a really nice tone to his voice, dude. Like, right? Dang, Alejandro. You, you, yeah, you, props for props you to can you, sing. bro. Yeah. I, I mean, pretty much all the actors in the show can can sing pretty well. Um, if I ever have to sing, I'm just glad auto tune exists. <laughs> it it won't. I I will just say, yeah, auto tune is there, but it's not. Um, it can only do so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, my turn. 
This is a show we are both watching, The Helpful Fox Senko-san. Okay, so upon reading the description of this show, you might you might feel a certain way, um, which is I totally, I did. totally understandable because anime. Um, but it is very and, much and not that kind of show at all. Um, it is very, very true to it's like Iyashike type uh, archetype. It's it's it's, you know, it's it's about this uh, salary man who hates his life <laughs> and he comes home uh, one day to find a fox deity um, who looks like a small child. And again, I know what you're thinking. However, basically, she just kind of comforts him. And not in that way. Yeah, there is nothing creepy no. about about it. Like, it's very pure, very just innocent. innocent. And I also she, like how they she actually kind of, address... She kind of just makes issue. sure he's he, like, doesn't die, essentially. Yeah. I do like how they, how they made the main character, like, aware, like, okay, this is a little girl, like, doing, the, like, look, this is how I am aware of how this looks. Yeah, uh, but it's a, it's a, and it does look like a little girl, but she's also 800 and there's nothing really wrong with what we're wrong with what they're doing. It's, and again, like your like, nature, your knee-jerk reaction is to say hello, police. But if you like, give it a moment, you'll realize it's it's not like that. Yeah, I know. And again, because anime is so famous for this ridiculous trope of like, here's this character who looks like they're you know eight years old, but really they're like five thousand, and it's like, come on, anime. Uh, but this is not that kind of anime. <laughs> this is truly no, like a sit down, relax take a load off um, and just feel, feel good for a little bit. You know, I sort of like what I really like about this is it's, is it's very pro mental health message. Like you're like, you're not like, it's saying like you're, you have to, you have to like take care of yourself. Don't just like, or else you'll burn out. Like how, or it's okay to have someone help you. It's good. It's, there's nothing wrong with, taking it easy like the like you don't like that guy slept in all day one time and it and was better for it like i completely re- i completely get that mhm it, it it's very it's pro mental health in a good in a good way that and, and in such a way that like actually explains what you can do to help yourself like unwind like play video games take a nap sleep later, eat healthy. It's a really good message without being, like, preachy. Yeah. Which I think probably in Japanese society is probably very much needed. Insanely prevalent. Um, again, like, I, I don't live in Japan. I don't know, you know, like, I don't have first-hand experience, so I can't really comment too much on that, but... Um, yeah. But I know, like, I've read... working very hard is definitely part of their culture, and mental health is still, again, I'm I'm sure it's become a, like come a really long way, but I think there's still some some taboos that need to be worked it, out. 
it's come a long way, like you said, but it, it still has a ways to go. Yeah. It's, it's getting better, but it still needs to get better. They, they're come, like, it's, it's a, it's a major work in progress over there. I've read articles about, like, I forget what the, they have officially have, like, a name for, like, workplace, like, a, in Japanese for workplace burnout that escapes me. And yeah, I think know, I know what you mean. They even have a, and even more terrifying, they have a name for suicide from burnout, which tells you about, like, the state of people there. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's a good message to have at the right time. Hello everyone, Tim from Shway Media here, letting you know that today's episode is brought to you by Weebly. Don't know what Weebly is yet? Well, I will tell you. Weebly is a web hosting platform unlike any other. Not only is it affordable and easy to use and fun to use, you also have unlimited bandwidth when it comes to uploading audio and video. Running a business such as, say, a podcast network is hard work. And I cannot recommend Weebly enough, especially because it's the platform that we run Shway Media through. That's right, all of your favorite Shway Media shows in one way or another come through a Weebly website. And you can help out Shway Media today by signing up through the link in the description. Do you have a business that you want to run? Hell, do you want to start a podcast network? Or just your own podcast? Weebly is the place for you to do it. You can sign up today with the link in the description. You will help us out and help yourself out by doing so. If you're not too great at web design and are worried, well, will my website look good? Weebly's got you covered. They have tons of great professionally designed templates to get your website started today and looking great while you're doing it. So head in the link in the description, click that, sign up for Weebly today, help Shway Media out, help yourself out, get your business, get your dreams started, and share the love. For more information, head over to shwaymedia.com or weebly.com. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. And now, back to the show. Um, some things that I am not watching at the moment, just because I'm probably going to catch up on them later... Um, but I am reading the manga for both, so I'm kind of in no rush. And that's uh, Bungo Stray Dogs Season 3 and Attack on Titan Season 3 Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I'm watching the uh, dub on Toonami of that. It's good stuff. Like, they really know it. Like, the first episode of the second half, like, re- opens with a literal bang and... It, they know how to open an episode. They know how to open a second part of a season on that yeah. show. That's all. I'm, I'm not going to spoil. I think that's all I'm saying. They know how to open with style. Yeah, and like I said, like I've I follow the manga. I've been reading it since the beginning. So some shit is going to happen, and it's going to be nuts. Yeah, I I follow the manga too. I picked up after uh, the first season ended, and yeah, shit gets wild. Um, even, even currently, uh, I have no idea what the fuck's going on anymore. I'm just, I'm just yeah, kind of I, waiting I, I until it either. ends. 
Um, and then there was a lot of talking for a long time, and that just sort of made me like completely took me out of it. What's kind of annoying too is this is just just like a kind of like a side rant, but <sighs> okay. Uh, people on Twitter uh, really like to find, uh, or just people on the internet in general like to find these like barely translated leaks of chapters from the manga. And then, like, based on some incredibly rudimentary, rough translation, jump to, like, a million conclusions based on these, like, panels that are completely out of context. And that happened with a couple of the last chapters. And, yeah. If people could just, like, stop doing that, that would be great. Yeah, we we do not need that. Well, everyone just freaks out over nothing. And it's just like, oh, my goodness. Anyway side rant um another show that i think we're both watching um is isekai quartet which i'm having a lot of fun with um it is a a hoot i i love pretty much well i haven't seen much of overlord yeah yeah yeah, i know shut up um you need to watch it well you need to watch the rest of konosuba so uh i I adore i'm waiting for the dub of season two I, I adore Konosuba and I adore um, ReZero and I just love seeing those those characters interact. I think it's really great. Um, I'm such a huge fan of Ainz and Tanya being friends. Yes. <laughs> I think it, that's so adorable. I, I, I friendship the hell out of them. It, it's just like they have so much in common yet just appearance wise they look like they wouldn't because one's an undead ruler and the other one is a 12 year old like Nazi lowly and it you wouldn't th- you wouldn't think that they would have much in common but then they just bond on the park bench and it is just yeah and they're glorious like oh and you used to be like oh you're Japanese oh you used to be a salary man holy shit oh, OMG me too or like um Subaru and um and Kazuma, which is pretty much a given. I mean, they're literally yeah, they, the same they, person. They were meant to be friends from the start. It was obvious. Um, and then, like, of course, like, Rem and, um... Oh, crap. Albedo? Uh, yes. I was gonna say, uh, the white dress lady demon thing from <laughs> Overlord. Albedo. Yeah. Uh, the, the Overlord best to, girl. They're starting to uh, bond over their... unrequited obsessions yes although I would say within the context of the show though I think Albedo is a little bit more obsessed with her interest than Rem is yeah and I wouldn't say unrequited it's just they're they're more unreciprocated at this point because Ainz unlike other main characters isn't a completely oblivious idiot and he he wrote, he was the one who wrote the program that says Albedo's in love with him. Yeah. So he he is completely aware of her feelings. This goes back to the original season, to like the first episode of season one yeah. of Overlord, where he does that. So for him to not realize that would be just the epitome of stupidity for him. And I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, but in, in the case of like Roman Subaru, um, well, I mean, if you've seen the show, then... You know, it's kind of played up for laughs. 
considering this is supposed to be kind of like a comedy show. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's exact, like a lot of stuff that's exaggerated, but the characters are act basically the same. Just scenarios are overplayed a little and that kind of thing. Yeah. I was just saying that um, I'm really happy because uh, one of my favorite characters from Overlord, um, Hamske, is also in this. He's coming up in a future episode. And I just love Hamske, and I'm so glad he's back. Which one is that? The Giant Hamster. Oh. Yeah, see, I don't watch it, so I'm just like, uh, I don't know their names. (laughs) The Wise Master of the Forest. Okay. The Giant Hamster with, like, a scorpion tail. Oh my god. (laughs) He's back. Fucking RPGs, man. Okay, anyway. (laughs) (sighs) Anywho. Freaking make your own creep. Freaking make your own familiars, man. People are scary. (laughs) Any hoozles. Um, (sighs) Okay, so a show I tried watching um, was... Okay, I, I I need to preface this. That I was mildly excited about this show um and very much let down for reasons that i will explain in a sec um so um coming off of uh their success question mark question mark question mark uh from serious the Eager, i guess pa works was just kind of like on a steampunk kick I guess. Uh, so they decided to come up with Farragon. Um, which is basically like some like turn of the century, maybe steampunk environment where people are a bunch of stand users. Um, but they're called like fairies for reasons. And they're like fairy soldiers, which is still incredibly funny. Um, imagine everyone's imagine like you're a human pokeball and if you squeeze your heart like and hear a loud and like it makes a loud beat and a fairy shoots out of your body and fights another fairy they're, they're or basically or, or f's up a cartel or something basically stand it's, users it's like yeah. basically a stand user um the thing is like i really wanted to like this show i got like four or five episodes in um it's, but it's just like, cause like the animation's really nice, uh, the music's really nice, um, the dub cast is really solid, um, but I just okay. So it's by the author of Grimgar, which was from like, I think like three years ago. I think it was in the spring. I don't remember. Um, but the, one of the first, one of the first isekai to catch on too. Now that you mention it. Uh, definitely not the first. Um, but I said one of. Anywho, like what you were saying four years later. Anyway, uh, the the point is, uh, it's it's <sighs> okay. So that author has this habit of making everything like really slow paced, and he has this this tendency to raise more questions than he answers. And he kind of tends to just not really provide a whole lot of context. And that really annoyed me. Um, And I just found myself like zoning out so many times through certain certain parts and having to like rewatch them. And then I would just like keep zoning out. So 
I really, really tried. I, I really tried. This kind of reminds me of like Kato, the right answer, which is another show. A little bit. That I yeah, really, uh, really, really tried, but I was just bored shitless. <laughs> um, yeah, I, as someone who's who likes it and is watching it, I will give it some tough love. You're right. Some of the, sometimes the pacing is just ridiculously slow, and it doesn't really matter. The interesting contrast here is it's by the guy who wrote Grimgar, but it's directed by the same guy who did drifters yeah which is like really fast which is like really like fast but steady pacing so that was it's an interesting mash to watch really um basically they do like most of an episode is like exposition bring out introduce the character tell them what tell them what's happened tell what's happening if it's a new and interesting character it's It'll keep your attention. Like when Bittersweet was introduced, that was a yeah. really good episode because it was like this like badass mob boss assassin, like femme fatale kind of design. Um and speaking that- of designs, uh can we talk a little bit about uh their their mode of transportation a second? Because you mean the trucks? Because okay. No 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 no, no. the trucks. Okay, okay. Like, okay, uh, broke, four-wheel drive, woke, four-leg drive, motherfucker. <laughs> yes, it's, honestly, it I ma- swear really to God, these fucking me, spider trucks. <laughs> it reminded me of, like, Miyazaki when I saw those. A like, little bit, yeah. Like, like Howl's Moving Castle, like, part, like part Howl's Moving Castle, part Spirited Away. <laughs> And then, like, just a little bit of da- like a, just a couple dashes of Wild Wild West, from all with all the steampunk from that. I was like, okay, you have like normal carts and trains, but nope, cars gotta have legs. Okay, then moving. Okay, then just got to accept that. Um, what um, else? But yeah, back to what I was um, saying. It there are some real. They're good it's a lot of exposition and then a little bit, and then a little bit of action. Like though the newest episode to its credit had a really lot at a fair amount of action in it. Like it, yes, there was exposition, but it was this, it's this whole train scene that is just cool as hell. Like, yeah, it basically comes under fire. There's all this awesome. There's this really cool battle scene. One good, one thing that I love about this show and I've mentioned, and I mentioned this when we back when we did a Zeta is the fight choreography is phenomenal. It is just beautifully beautifully done, and the and they actually like write the soundtrack to the choreography or the choreography to the soundtrack because it fit they because those things just click. Like, and another interesting thing about the soundtrack going, if you'll allow me this one little seg this one little segue. Sure. Most of the soundtrack of the original songs, or at least, I don't know if they're original, but most of the soundtrack is in English. Not, like, English dub, but, like, sung in English by the Japanese singer. Yeah. It is really rare to hear that much in English that frequently in an anime. Like, yeah, like, the last show I can think of that had that many English, that had even a, 
as even near as many English songs was World End, which had like four. Not, yeah, which had like four. And then this has like at least, we're at like set episode eight or nine, and I've, I've counted at least like four or five, maybe six insert songs in English. Yeah. So yeah, it is... It's not a perfect show, but I still would recommend it. It's a different it's a different animal for sure. At least at the same time it's interesting. At least watch it for uh the characters' ridiculous names. Yeah. Um like if you liked like if, what in the actual fuck. Okay, first of all, um, I think Pillywiggin is a Pokemon. Second of all, <laughs> um, second of all, why does, um, why does, why does Wolfram look like, um, a, a Yurachka that, uh, quit ice skating and left to become a sniper or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Is, is this what happens when he when he goes back to Russia? Wow. <laughs> and the funny part is, they're both those guys are voiced by Micah Solasad in their dubs. Really? Uh, one sec. Oh wait, no wait. I'm sorry. That's Dave Matranga. Yeah. Micah's in it, but it's a different character. Never mind. I was gonna say, but I'm yes, pretty sure I, that's Dave Matranga. Yes, you're right. I I got my. I got my blondes crossed for a second, but yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> and also, one of my favorite names is and is um, and I have to sing this to ACDC because this is just ridiculous. One of the founders of like the study of fairies was Hell's Bellwood or Hell S Bellwood, and all I could think was. Why the heck are they not ripping off ACDC in the music background for this exposition? Because, goddammit, they needed to. Like, ha- like that won't be lost on anyone. I don't even care if you're into... M- I don't care if all you listen to is classical. You've heard of that. That's like some JoJo shit, right? See, again, stand users. <laughs> Swear to yeah, God, that, this fucking show. Yeah, it's a... Yeah, even I was like, okay, that's a JoJo's reference if I've ever seen one. Um, let's see. What else have I been catching? I try to give like original credit, but even that's like, oh no, that is straight out of JoJo's. Yeah. It is. It's a good show. Like overall, it's not, it has its, it's, it has its flaws, but I would, I would still say it's good. I would say if you're already watching it, you're probably already a fan of the show. Like me. Um, yeah. I, I, again, I tried, but I couldn't do it. However, yeah. um, I am I am enjoying Kodo Club very much. Um, Me too. Um, I very much ship uh, Hozuki and uh, Chika. Um, oh yeah, a lot. Come, I I compl- I am with you a hundred percent. There, just go out already. You are perfect for each other. Just acknowledge it. Damn it. Um, it is weird. Okay, so in My Roommate is a Cat, uh, Alexis Tipton voices this really nice lady 
who has a bunch of cats and helps the main character out when he's having trouble with Hadu and and her diet and stuff. And it's just really funny to see her go from playing this really sweet girl who, like, you know, takes care of animals and is, like, a really nice person to uh, her character in uh, Koto Club, who is just this unrelenting, vindictive little cutthroat little pixie. Like, oh my you're god. Being, you're being too polite here, really. Like, she is just a Basically, this, evil. this bitch is a sociopath. Yeah, she, like, lives to wreck people and wreck relationships. And, like, I don't know, like, the way that they... I mean, I, I imagine maybe they'll, they'll go a little bit more in-depth in the next couple episodes, maybe, but, like... I feel like the explanation they give is just like, fucking really? <laughs> like, she was mad that this one chick stole her boyfriend, so she became this just evil, which, heartless, which, like, okay, addictive like, monster. Like, I, I understand, like, what that person did was really shitty, but yes, it's just like... not denying that. But it's like, I'm so confused. She, so she just goes around and decides to do the same thing. And I get, like, maybe she's trying to protect herself. But the way that they're explaining it is really not justifying it at all. So no, it's just really seem, it seems way more immature than it. They're really, really going to. This is like some soap opera level shit. Like, they're really going to have to, like, pull out something to make me care about her at all. <laughs> um, she better be, like, just the most banging Kodo player to ever exist, because I, I cannot see how they salvage her at this point. Oh, I doubt she can play for fuck, but I'm, I'm just saying. Um, but I think... I, I'm, I'm just hoping. I, I have no idea. I'm... I have no idea. I'm grasping at straws here, too. Um, that being said, I think uh, the, the rest of the characters, thankfully, um, can see right through her bullshit. Yeah. They're because they're real friends who actually care about each other and will actually, if there's a problem, ask questions. A novel idea. Um, but yeah, man, I feel so bad for Hozuki. Oh my god, yes, that, that she is just like tragic. Like, oh like, my god. Uh, honestly, honestly, she is like the fastest I have ever gone from liking an arrogant, from disliking an arrogant character to suddenly liking it, like. Okay, you're just, like, way too full of yourself. Oh my god, just come here, you need a hug. Oh, I liked her immediately, but that's just me. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't, like, completely dislike her, but at the same time, like, okay, she's gonna be that character, at least for a while. I could just sort of tell. Uh, well, like, right away, I picked up on the dynamic that she and Chica had, so I was just like, okay, I already love her. Oh yeah, that was, that was obvious, like... I wasn't expecting it to go as fast that like for it to happen as fast as like as it did. But I'm thinking you can definitely tell. And in one of the credits, it shows them like walking like a couple. So it was spoilery yeah. there. So it was. So, yeah, you, you knew something was going down. Just not sure about as to the course of events. Oh, another show I'm doing just the dub of because it was it was one of the same days, but then it got pushed back and I'm just like, screw it. I'm following the dub. I'm committed is mix. It's a remake of a show. Uh, from the... No, it's um, it's a sequel. 
sequel. Yes, you're right. It's a sequel from a show in the 90s, and the, it's about these two stepbrothers and their sister, and it's and they play bass, and the kid and the brothers play baseball, and it's really more of like a family show, like a family show than anything, but it's wholesome and it's like actually as and it wholesome it's well paced the writing is really good and like none of the characters are really throwaways like everyone has their own part to has their own part to play and no one's just there to to be there like okay so 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 the author so in terms of being a sequel so the author is mitsuru arachi um and he's known for like romantic comedy sports mangas essentially uh there's touch h2 cross game which is my personal favorite and now mix um so this is mix is basically a sequel to i believe touch um if you haven't seen a cross game though holy crap it's probably one of my favorite sports mangas Okay, so yeah, um, Mix Mix is sort of like a spiritual sequel to uh, Touch because it it also takes place at Koshien. Yeah, and this was like in the eighties, so. Okay, yeah, even even further back than what I said. Um, no, it's 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 fine. <laughs> um. Cause, um, cause, like, well, Cross Game kind of came out like in the really early two thousands. Um, and again, if you haven't like read the anime, I mean, I mean, read, read the manga, seen the anime, track it down. It's amazing. It's really well done. Um, uh, I, I'll be, I'll just be straight. I am not usually one for sports anime. Like I am really picky about the sports shows that I like, like I've, seen a bunch the only like the only show like the only two sports shows that i've seen in there and like i know i've seen for certain in their entirety are bamboo blade and keijo so and the other ones i there were other ones like prince of tennis and big wind up and maybe one more that i'm blanking on uh that i tried picking up and they were like good there was nothing wrong with them they just couldn't keep my interest but mix has had me just my interest in mix has never waned it's always just been right right where it needs to be it's a good balance of sports and at the same time just relationships like it's like shows family like the kids family life their like the like with their parents their parents friends their sister and then their sport and their school and sports life and how those all intermix and it's yeah it's nothing complicated it's really just like a fe- it's supposed to be a feel good kind of show there's no like serious like danger or drama at play besides like who gets to pitch this game or whatever or maybe someone or like or something like that but harmless stuff and it's just really sweet and just endearing that way. Um, yeah, um, I, I haven't really been been following it too too closely. Um, I'll, I'll probably pick it back up again because um, um, I have seen like the first three or four episodes, I think. Um, and I mean, I'm liking it so far. 
Um, I like that they kind of kept the original style of like that sort of classic 80s, 90s. Uh, style. Yeah, the, the um, look of it. Yeah, yeah. just because uh, uh, Adachi has a very distinct art style. So yeah, that that's one of the things that grabbed me when I first saw like the promo art and stuff for it. It was it was different. That's same thing. Same with Fairy Gone. The art is what grabbed me there first too. In terms of like sports anime, though, uh, I mean, obviously my favorite is Haikyuu. Um, I have both seasons. Um, eagerly awaiting, eagerly awaiting yeah, for three is coming out too. Um, well, at it, some point. it, it came out actually like three years ago, but, um, uh, Sentai is finally releasing it on a uh, Blu-ray, which is really cool. And I'm very much excited. Uh, cause uh, yeah, I adore that series to bits. Um, I have the limited editions for both season one and two comes with some really awesome stuff. My favorite limited edition that I have, for, that I at least for right now that I have is uh, for the Ancient Magus's Bride. That Ellie is just beautiful. Yeah, I got the regular. <laughs> I am a sucker for another thing. I'm a sucker for not just uh, Japanese string instruments. I just love any kind of Gaelic Celtic lore. So when I saw like the when I saw the book design of the collector's box, I, I was just like, I got to buy that. Um, and I did. And all the art in it is just, is just, ugh. Just take I me wanted now. To, I love it. I wanted to buy it, but at the same time, I didn't really have the money for it. But then also, uh, they did that thing where they like split it up. So it's like, it's, it's like a part one. They, they do that with just about every new, sh- every upcoming show release. That's more than like, like 16 episodes i know and that, or 18 that's more than 18 episodes i know and it's annoying i i like to have the whole show yeah I, I i do too for the most part i mostly try to buy the complete series and then though there are though my collection has tons of exceptions uh, like, i think the only that, exception to that the only a couple of exceptions that i have are uh, the first season of attack on titan um uh, Funimation split those up and they're uh, actually in different colors. One's red, one's blue. Um, Wait, the, f- the first season? Yeah, the very first season. They split them that's up. Only 13 epi- is that the 13 episode one? No. no. Oh no, that's that's the second season. Never mind. Forget I said anything. No. Yeah, I, I try to buy the complete series, but at the same time and I then, have um, tons of parts one and twos in my in my collection. And then I have some some Aniplex shows that they that they split up. But anyway. Um, I have precisely two. This episode is brought to you by Bruce and the Boys. So, what's your favorite American football team? Did you say the Dallas Cowboys? If you didn't, you're wrong. And if you're still saying, well, Tim, no, they're not my favorite team well let me recommend that you listen to the bruise and the boys podcast with michael sizemore and tom ryle of blogging the boys so that they can prove to you that your favorite team is indeed the dallas cowboys bruise and the boys is your friendly neighborhood podcast that's a lot like going down to your friendly neighborhood bar and watching and talking about the game with your friends Every week, Michael and Tom give an in-depth analysis about what the Cowboys have done, what they're doing, their player stats, player analysis, 
everything under the sun that you need to know about the Dallas Cowboys you can find from Michael Sizemore and Tom Ryle every week on the Bruise and the Boys podcast on Blogging the Boys and the Vox Media Podcast Network. For more information and episodes, head on over to bruiseandtheboys.com. And now, back to the show. Yeah, I don't really splurge on that too much, but uh, I think the ones I got were definitely the worth it. The only two Andyplex ones I got were uh, Erased and Your Lion April. I have uh, Occultic Nine and I have uh, March Comes in Like a Lion. Oh my god, that season two Blu-ray is gorgeous. I think the next Aniplex show I'm probably going to buy is going to be Cells at Work. Yeah, same. Definitely same. Too much. It was too good. And the dub cast is just phenomenal. Um, I'm really, really glad that they decided to dub it because I was going to cry if they didn't. Yeah, I after seeing like the huge turnout for it, I, I would have been surprised if they hadn't. I mean, it's it's really garnered. OK, so uh, so much so that uh, there's a channel on YouTube that I follow uh, called Dr. Hope Sick Notes. Uh, he's a junior doctor in the UK. His, his, his name is Ed Hope. Um, and he's been actually like reviewing different episodes of Cells at Work on his on his channel. Is he the one um, who wrote the thing, wrote the, the review, the uh, no. thing about the cancer no. episode? No, that was somebody else. Okay. Cause can we talk? Okay. While we're, while we're here, can we talk about that cancer episode, please? <laughs> I think we did last summer, but sure. sure. Cause I need to say it again. I just still cannot get that, how existential that cancer cell was out of my mind. Like just. The raw emotion in that, like, I am, my purpose is to, like, is to destroy, is to spread and destroy, and yet somehow that makes me the bad person. I didn't ask for this life. It just happened. Why are you, why, why does this happen to me? All I could think was, oh my God, I feel bad for a cancer cell. Okay, so the doctor that wrote uh, that little bit on, um, on the episode, it was uh, a Japanese doctor named okay. uh, Satoru Osaka. Okay. Um, and he is a postdoctoral fellow in the Molecular Neuro-Oncology Department of Emory University School of Medicine in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. But yeah, that... If you just want to get your minds... If you just want to mindfuck, just watch the cancer episode. It is insane. Um, and then also like read read the article too. Um, I think A and N posted about it. Um, again, they like, did. There was a link to the summer article of on last year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no. Uh, but essentially, it's like okay, this might f- freak a lot of people out, but uh, essentially, you have lots of abnormal cells in your body every day. Um. You know, like pretty much all the time. But mm-hmm. if your immune system's intact, it it takes care of it. There's not really a problem. It's just when you know those those cells are able to re- to reproduce at an alarming rate. Um, and again, this is very like very very simplified. But yeah. essentially, it's like 
um, um, usually with people with like weaker immune systems, um, you know, uh, your immune system like just isn't able to cope with it. And that can allow those cells to metastasize and grow. Um, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Anyway. You're not watching this, but I'm watching the sub and dub of, you know, the a girl who chants love at the bounds of this world. It's a it's based on like a 1996 video game. Okay. About, it has to do with time travel. And it honestly, I thought it would be like, I went into it thinking it was trash based on like how they fleshed out the the main character at the beginning of the of the first episode, but it is yeah. It a I, lot I, of, I was a reading lot of the reviews. To it. Um, I was reading some of the initial reviews, and uh, yeah, uh, people did not like this main character at all. <laughs> no, but boy, did he re- has he redeemed himself at least in my eyes. It's there's like bit there's like a lot there's like corporate espionage in like uh time travel magic stuff weird weather phenomena it there's a lot of stuff to it and it's honestly a really well done show like good good story plot makes plot makes sense it's even linear for a time travel show go figure um and the characters are all really well are all really well done it's a good, good show. And the dub is awesome, too. Um, I think another show I might try to give another chance is Robohachi. Robohachi. Um, I'm, I'm trying not to look at... I'm try- <laughs> I keep approaching it with, like, this sort of semi-cynical attitude that it's the somehow, like, discount version of, like tiger and bunny and like space dandy it's a poor man's space dandy basically like it's about these guys who want to go to isekandar oh 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 sorry slash gintama yes these guys want to go to isekandar for i forget the reason at this point and it they're just their adventure is just them planet hopping and interfering and somehow interfering and solving a problem in that planet's culture or economy, like yeah, they and go, I mean, like, like they these re- guys, these guys are idiots. Yeah, it's the first character is basically a happy-go-lucky dude, bro, and the second one is a not a. I wouldn't. He, he's like the brain. He's like the brains of it, while the other guy is just like the idiot. <laughs> um, uh, shout out to the paranoid android Bunny Butler. Yes. Uh, I love him. And honestly, I, uh, and they're also for, uh, the idiot dude, bro. Main MC is being, is in a lot of debt to this one gangster who also is pursue pursuing him through, uh, and in their travels and it, their ship like can transform into a robot. And the gangster's ship is like a giant Shachi golden Shachi Hoko. So mm-hmm. that's some culture for you. And what I honestly, what I re- am really happy about is in something that you cannot tell me isn't a reference to Space Dandy. Ian Sinclair is the main bad guy, and Allison Victorin is uh, one of the hench, one of his henchmen in the dub. Like, 
If you can't, like, look me in the eye and tell me that is not Dallas Reed doing an homage to Space Dandy. Quite possibly. I still think it's funny that, like, the roles are kind of reversed. Yeah. Like, this he's, time, he's, 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 he's the villain. He's doing the chasing instead of being the chased. Yeah, and then they just are sort of, like, just idioting around the, the galaxy. Like, they go to Mars, then Pluto, then random planets outside on their way to, to Is- Isekandar for... Apparently, you can get rich quick there or something. And it's... It's like... It's like a stupid road trip comedy movie. Like, don't go in expecting a cinematic masterpiece. Just enjoy it for what it... Just enjoy it and have a good time and just... Don't think about it too hard. It's... There's not a, there's not a lot to it and it but it's still enjoyable. Um yeah, for sure. Um let's see. And it's um, and Chris George is the lead and he's absolutely crushing it. Like if he like this is his second lead, I think his second lead ever after interviews with Monster Girls and he he is just you can tell by how he's playing Robbie that he is just having the time of his life in this show and I got and I can't I can never fault an actor for having for like clip for having fun when they record. Like you can feel the fun he's having coming through. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to Chubbs. Yes, we love you, Chubbs. So yeah, um, one one last show I want to mention that I am very much waiting for, and you can bet I will be talking a lot about it when it drops. Uh, and that is uh, Carol and Tuesday, which is the new show. From uh, the dynamic duo of Shinichiro Watanabe and Studio Bones. Um, And it's about these two girls who are musicians. It takes place on fucking Mars. Yeah, that's a twist for you. And I've already heard previews of some of the songs and they're gorgeous. And unfortunately, it is locked behind Netflix jail. So it will probably be released in like six months from now. Um, so, but you can definitely bet that, uh, when it drops on Netflix, I will be talking about it a lot. We will Release. definitely be talking about it in a future episode. Yes. I'm looking um, forward to it too. I'm so excited because it, it looks amazing. It sounds amazing. It is serving about six months in Netflix jail with possible time off for good dubbing. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they're, they're definitely dubbing it. I know. I just wanted to make a jail um, joke. Oh. Oh, also, I think later this month, too, I think uh, second season of Kakaguri is supposed to drop. Oh, at some yes. Point. Oh, and then towards the end of this that. month will be the drop of Evangelion, which has. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely uh, caused a little bit of controversy. Hold the in little. Part, in, in part of. Uh, and, and I say little with a very sarcastic quotation marks. Yeah, um, that. Yeah, there was there was a bit of a people were pissed, <clears throat> brouhaha over uh, the dub. But again, we'll get to that in a future episode because yeah. we are very much running out of time. Um, but um, yeah, it's 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 good to be back. Yeah, I'm. Good. Um, I just want to burn through the last couple shows I'm watching really quick. Um, I'm watching the Strike Witches take off the the slice of life spin-off like imagine a slice of life episode from any from like one of the seasons of strike witches it's basically that just 
like funnier pretty much um i'm also watching million arthur which is just like a battle comedy show like the characters are funny they fight other people and then one episode they got like turned into vegetables kind of like that one part in dragon ball uh it's it's like not amazing it's not amazing but it's a it's still a fun show and the last one is my just is the most wholesome show ever why the hell are you here teacher it's an etchy, yeah, it's the boy. etchy comedy this season on uh, High Dive. It's only sub right now. It's still funny. It's basically four little vignette, four three episode vignettes about these teachers and this one student that like secretly have a thing for each other and how their relationship is and what and how like those feelings sort of yeah bloom if you will. Um, it's, it's just stupid. Fu- it's stupid, edgy, funny. A lot yeah. of it's censored now, so you can't really... So, like, part, so some parts of it are actually a little confusing in terms of the actions, but not in a not... in a not immediately dirty way. But, yeah, it's... If you just want some, like, good old, et- like, edgy trash... good edgy trash, just watch it. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, really quick, super burn through some other stuff um watching little bits of hitori bochi uh she's like a little show on crunchyroll it's super adorable it's like this girl okay it's basically if they took watamote and but the care but like the main character was actually like an adorable cinnamon roll and you wanted to protect her and she wasn't like a super cringy obnoxious asshole okay so like amaru so, but not an asshole it's it's basically like uh, a good version of Watamote. <laughs> no, uh, the the MC is absolutely adorable. She's super cute. All she wants to do is make friends, but she's also incredibly socially awkward. Um, and like so slowly, she starts actually kind of coming out of her shell. And she, uh, she the thing is too, like she really tries, and she really cares. Um, and it's it's just. So much of it is just like hashtag mood. <laughs> it's such a mood. Oh my god, it's so cute. I think it's hilarious. Uh, my trash show for this for the season is We Never Learn. Oh yeah, I, I tried getting is, into that. It which just... is it's it's absolutely stupid, and I am enjoying it way more than I should be. I watched the um, first like five I, I or so episodes. It's, I don't know why. I don't know why. Good. It just doesn't it's keep so my stupid. attention like why I, I just have like a why am i watching this moment it's, okay like, lately when so, i try the episodes it's about this guy that ends up trying to like desperately tutor these girls who are in some way or another bless their hearts um have some sort of like social incapability yeah they are extent. geniuses and they're one's an english one's like a japanese lit prodigy the other's a math prodigy and they suck at every other subject besides that and the lit prodigy wants to study math in college and the math prodigy wants to study lit and the tutor um will get like a really good letter of recommendation if he can make him pass those courses so yeah everyone so yeah he that's his obligation and then he has to figure out like 
either how to make them good at their at this what they want to study basically, or basically or just how to convince them to study what they're good at. Basically, it's this it's a massive dumpster fire and I can't stop watching it. Um, yeah, but I, I love it. I watched Again. the dumpster fire for a while and then just went home. I, I, um, I didn't stay around. And then a show that dropped on High Dive a while ago that I definitely want to get around to talking about at some point is uh, Mysteria Friends or Manaria Friends. Um, so this is in the Rage of Bahamut um, series. They originally announced it as an anime, like I think like three or four years ago, but then it never came came to came came to be and instead um a couple years later they came out with um the uh, yeah the second half to uh, genesis which was a virgin soul um which Which is is still trapped in amazon jail so yeah that that is just a damn shame like who the fuck knows what's gonna happen with that but anyway crap someone rescues it um but definitely want to talk about mysteria friends at some point um i watched a little bit of of the dub which which dropped on high dive um i've I've seen the first step like one or two episodes of the dub too it's it's cute it's cute it's a girl and her little dragon friend and it may or may not be extremely giddy yeah i was i would not be surprised if it took that route just seeing how they interact um so i i am very much looking forward to watching it because i am shipping trash um, plus I just like the Rage of Bahamut series a lot. Um, yeah, it's probably really like the like only Genesis. fan. It's the only fantasy that doesn't, that I, that well, that I actually like. I like Genesis. I know. It was fun. Ian um, and Chris were fun to watch. Yeah, I really hope Virgin Soul can. Anyway, I don't want to think about it because it's going to make me sad. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we seriously need to wrap this up. Um, yeah, again, it's, over. it's. It's good to be back. Um, hopefully, with my new summer schedule, um, we can keep being a lot more frequent. Um, and we will definitely keep you posted, for sure. Um, yes. In the meantime, um, you can continue to follow the show on Twitter, just at Dubterfuge Podcast. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Lunatic, which is capital L, three O's, and N-A-H-T-I-C. And I'm just on Twitter at Matthew H. Voss. Mine's, I like to make my handles simple and easy to find and logical. So if, if you if you want to find me, that's where you find me. So yeah, uh, we'll hopefully be back um, with some more updates on the shows that we're watching. Uh, you continue on the insanity train that is that is on my... Maybe we'll um, actually even do an episode about the show that we were planning on doing for such a long time before we each got wrapped up in our own lives who knows yes. anything's possible um it could I also do, be cause... one of the uh one of the few technically maybe sports anime that matt actually likes yes not not just liked i was like i loved it it's but yeah that there's yeah that that'll be a teaser for the next thing now we gotta do it since we're talking about it here yeah, definitely. No. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we will keep you posted. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Um, thank I'm you for staying with us after the hi- for this hiatus. Cause yes. Life. Thank you so much for your patience. Um, we really appreciate it. And we will definitely try to be a lot more frequent and not and fall consistent. into 
the uh, podcast trap of like the podcast yeah. irrelevancy abyss. Yeah, the the podcast black hole. Mm-hmm. We we want to stay around and do stuff and talk about stuff and have people listen to us talk about stuff. Yeah, because otherwise, you know, we'd just be talking to the voices in our heads. And, and those guys get boring after a while, I'll be perfectly honest. Plus, you know, some of them speak, like, Russian, and I don't speak Russian, so. And the French voice in my head is just getting really fed up with me at this point. He says, make new friends, or fête nouveau à me, and it, it, I, I need to. Okay, really quick. I'm just imagining that that voice personified as like this really like smug like 15 year old boy with like <laughs> with, like with, like a striped shirt, a beret, like smoking a cigarette, <laughs> and like reading I don't know like Moliere or something. Yes. I don't know why. That is my French persona now. My French sona <laughs> is Guillaume. The pretentious Moliere reader with a cigarette and a striped shirt. <laughs> Please cosplay that. Oh my god. <laughs> I have a striped shirt here in my closet that I'm looking at right now. It's doable. Okay. It's possible. <laughs> Too bad I don't smoke. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's all from us for now. Uh, yes. We will be back. Alright. Bye. Deptifuge is produced and distributed by Shway Media. The show was created and is hosted by Stella Luna and Matt Voss. The show is edited by Tim Phillippe, and all the show's music is created by Stella Luna and arranged by Timmy Two-Step. For more, visit Deptifuge.com. Casting.